0: This show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another, to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. I'm so excited to share this conversation I had with Anne-Marie Lord. Anne-Marie is internationally known as the motivational medium. She combines her unique skills as a psychic medium with her extensive life coaching training to empower others to implement positive change, achieve their goals, and find their purpose. Blending spirituality with science, she helps others remove blocks and achieve levels of success they only dreamed of of. In this episode, Anne-Marie and I talk about her new book, The Grateful Three Approach, that teaches techniques that are simple yet powerful and easy to incorporate in our busy lives. Anne-Marie uses these exact methods in her coaching practice, workshops, and online trainings with phenomenal results. I also share the impact that Anne-Marie had in my life years ago. And I'm so excited to share that story because it's the first time that she'll be hearing it. And it'll be the first time that you guys are hearing it too. And I just wanted her to know the transformational impact she had on my life. So let me give you a backstory of how I first found this beautiful woman. (laughs) I was newly ish no yeah newly ish separated I was a single mom I had a three-year-old um little girl no two at the time and um I was going through a really hard time. So my ex, um, you know, the typical challenges that you go through early in the breakup, you know, he didn't want the breakup. So there was a lot of resistance there and just, you know, um, wasn't ideal. And then I ended up finding out that I had a tumor in my ovaries. And it was discovered through a specialist and they didn't know if it was cancerous or uh, what was going to happen. And my sister invited me to this party. They said, we're going to have a psychic or like a medium come over and like, do you want to come along? And I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. I had never been to anyone before. I had never seen anybody I had like this was just so far out of my I don't know like realm like I was like really academic very science-based I was doing my PhD at the time and uh yeah it was just so different but I'm like you know what I'm I'm willing to go so I went and I sat down with you in a separate room when it was my turn and you had the most beautiful energy and it was you tripped me out Okay. You tripped me out because you picked up on, uh, you're like, there's someone next to you. It's a, it's, it's an elderly, like an older woman. She, you know, she's got like uh, a She's, you know, she's, she's eating peanuts. And I knew right away who it was. It was my grandma. And the crazy part was, is when before I was leaving my relationship we were in a very dark place and I, you know, we were in separate bedrooms and I was laying there crying one night and I was like, you know, if, if you're real, if I, if I'm supported, like show your face and, and I saw this face and it was this older woman that had white hair. You said she looked like me, this woman looked like me, but she was older with like long braids. And I was like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I got scared. Oh my gosh. Goosebumps. So then when we had, um, when we had a reading, you, you saw her and you were talking about her and you were telling me that, you know, she's been guiding me and supporting me. And I said, I had felt her energy and that, you know, and and what I love about um, you is that you not only say like what's happening, but you also do offer some advice in terms of like, action we could be taking. And you were telling me to be more confident in myself and that I second guess myself. And this is the energy you we're receiving from this woman next to me. Um, Oh, my gosh, so many things you said. So remember, I hadn't had my surgery, I knew that there was there was a tumor, we didn't know anything about it. And you said to me, Okay, well, what's going to happen is they're going to remove that, that ovary, it's not cancerous, they're going to remove it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like it's cancer. I, I, that felt true to me. Well, my surgery was a month later and they did, they removed that ovary. And that's the other thing you said when that, oh, this is so trippy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you said when they remove that ovary, the other one will just pick up where it kind of left up and you'll, you'll function uh, perfect. It will be fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, when I went into surgery, they said, oh, you know, like we might have to give you a hysterectomy. That's a possibility. If, if if it's cancerous and it has spread and all of these things, I had to sign, you know, a form saying, giving them permission, if that was the situation. And then what else did you say? Um, you said you f- saw um, another baby coming through a-, a boy. And I was like, well, I don't think so, um, because I'm single. I've just got out of a relationship. I didn't even want, like, to have a first child, let alone a second child. Um, and everybody listening knows that I have a second baby, and his name is Luca. So you got your boy? <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm honestly going to cry. Like, it's so surreal. Like, telling the story oh, wow. like, now, so many years later, it's like, it's so... It's so surreal, and you know, you're gonna make well, me cry. Oh my gosh! Well, it was it was so amazing because with Aliyah, my first child, you know, I apparently had the worst hormones hormones of a postmenopausal woman. It was gonna be so hard for me to get get pregnant. I got pregnant with her without trying, and then with with um with Luca, they said to me after the surgery, "Look, the likelihood of you." getting pregnant are very slim. You're over 30. Like, you know, it's, you now only have the one ovary. And I said, it's fine. I have my baby girl. Like I'm happy. Um, I wasn't in a relationship and then 2019 comes along and well, end of 2018. So my surgery was February of 2018 by the end of 2018. 18, I had met Dan my now fiance and then I got pregnant in 2019 and Luca was born like New Year's Eve of you know January 1st would have been January 2020 so it was so crazy so oh, amazing. yes and then I saw you on Facebook and I was like I have to reach out to her and have her on my podcast
1: <laughs> and I'm so glad you did because I never get to um to hear the stories you know um and that, oh my gosh that just made my heart sing so much oh, and no, like, what a beautiful name Luca you know oh oh I'm just so happy and I'm so happy your surgery and everything went well you know and you you got your little boy and you're still here to tell the story today this is amazing
0: Yes, I, thank you so much. And I'm so glad I got to share it with you and that we hadn't wow. talked before and you didn't know the story because it was it's really exciting to share. And I, I've wanted to share that specific story on my podcast for a while and how appropriate that I share it with you on the so amazing
1: beautiful it's absolutely beautiful thank you so much for sharing it's it's just amazing and as i say to you i don't get to to hear the 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 backstories or you know some sometimes people will send me little messages what i what i love is um you know like someone will come in and they'll sit down and i'll go oh you're pregnant and they'll go i only found out this morning how do you know you know and it i it always makes me laugh because i feel like i get these little messages and it's a little photograph of like a little boy or a little girl, and you say, t- "This is the one you told me was coming," or "This is the one you said keep going with the IVF because we're going to get a baby." And you know, oh God, it makes me heart sing. And the job that I do sometimes is so tired, and like the parties that you talk about, was, I, I I can't do them anymore um, because my my client list, which I'm very very grateful for, has, has just exploded. It's gone massively. Um, And with writing the book and everything, and I'll talk to you a bit bit about that later. But I've just been so busy. So I haven't done the parties for about three years now. I just can't do them. So I still get to see people in my office and and read for people all over the world, which is great. Um, But, yeah, again, I still never get many of them backstories. So, yeah, so that.
0: I'm really oh, so surprised. glad I got to share that with you but I'm really curious to know how you got into this space like was yeah. it did you were you aware of this gift as a child or like I would love to hear that story
1: um I always knew there was something um a bit different um about me but I wouldn't say I seen dead people you know the way that you, you see people say oh yeah I've seen dead people all my life I I didn't quite see that. Um, I I more had a knowing about stuff, you know. Like I had no stuff that was going to happen. I used to call it my nervy feeling, because I'd get like a feeling in my stomach, and I still get it today. If if it's to do with um, some of my family members or close friends, because I can't really read for family members, um, um, and I can't read for myself. So if something was to happen, I get like this nervy feeling, and it just shocks me right into. Now and I think okay, okay, you know something's going to happen or something's just happened, um and that's what used to happen when I was a kid. But when I was when I was a kid as well, whenever I got sick, um, I, I used to see. I, I, it's like um, I, my mum used to say it was because of my temperature, but I used to be able to see like spirals, uh, and I, if I got really sick, I'd see all these spirals in the air, and I didn't know what it was, but I always felt. Um, like comfortable, if that makes sense. I was always felt like, oh, I'm safe or oh, I'm comfortable. Now I was only a child, so the thought of like being, oh, I'm safe, didn't quite make sense. If that means it, you just feel stuff as a child. You don't know it. So whenever I seen these spirals, I just used to feel, oh, you know, I'm okay sort of thing. And then when I when I grew up and I um started doing Reiki, learning the art of Reiki, and when I taught Reiki. One of the things that blew my mind was um, there's a symbol in Reiki called the Chokhorei, and it's a, it's a line like this, and then it's a spiral. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? I used to see that as a child. And then when I, I read up about it, spiral apparently is the Greek word for spirit. And I was like, oh, my God. So I now believe, and I've got no proof of this, but I now believe that the spirits or the cycles, circles I was seeing, the spirals in the air, were actually spirits and they they made me feel quite comfortable. Yeah. So, and then it's not something you tell anyone. So I didn't tell anyone what I could see or what I could feel. And as I got a bit, bit older, it started becoming more and more. Um as a teenager, it was it was quite um like in my face, I could hear stuff, I could see stuff in my head. And I actually thought, oh, this is it, I'm going mad, you know, I'm, I've got something going on. Um, but everything I was seeing was actually making sense uh, to other people. So well, to the people that I told, which was only like my family. Um, and then I went in to do my nursing and I'd tell maybe the odd person maybe on a night shift if I could see something I'd say oh you know such and such has just come out of that room and you know I'd I'd see little bits and pieces but it wasn't until I started studying Reiki in 2009 that I decided you know as soon as I put my hands near someone it was like I could see stuff I could feel stuff for them and you know and then I decided to tell a friend and then another friend and then she'd say would you do me a favor would you see one of my friends because she's really desperate to see someone like you and I'd swear everyone to secrecy please don't tell anyone you know so they'd all like okay we won't but I've just told me Mason can she come and see it I was like oh god and it was getting out you know um and then I decided to to take it out there I was like okay I'm gonna have to own this and, um, and there was a lady that um, offered me a space on her platform. And she said, um, she kindly offered me a space on her platform and she said, um, would you like to come and do some readings? And I'd done some readings and then I went on and done um, some of my own stuff and my own platform stuff and the parties like what you attended. And now I see people through word of mouth um, from all over the world. Um, I read for people from everywhere: America, Canada, the UK, um, Ireland, Scotland, you name it. From everywhere, wow. including here and all around Australia <laughs> and New Zealand. So I've, I'm I'm absolutely blessed. I've got the best job in the world.
0: That's amazing. So I've always been really curious about what it is that you are sensing or seeing. So is it? Uh, you said when you first felt into this gift it was a a feeling and you were seeing the spirals now is it on a variety of things or is it mostly like do you ever is it ever auditory or is it mostly visual and sensory and yeah it's an
1: amalgamation of all of them really um I always say we as human beings have a prominent so like yourself, I've got a science background. I was a nurse, I was registered nurse for many years, I still am. Um, but I, I don't work in that industry anymore, I don't have time. But um my my um senses was always feeling. I was kinesthetic, yeah. Everything was about feeling. So in the um the realm of my intuition it's still about the feeling. So a lot of the time, I'll feel that there's a mum coming in, I'll feel like she's a mum, or I'll feel like it's a daughter, or I'll feel like it's a dad. And then the other senses kick in with like, um, maybe I'll hear stuff. Maybe I'll I'll have visions drop in my head, you know, of, of um, uh, it could be, like the, the the person sitting in front of me might be wanting a baby uh, or something, and I'll I'll see the the grandma and she'll be holding the baby and then she'll hand it over to me and I'll say, Oh, you're gonna get a child, you know. So I know that grandma has seen the child before before she gets to see it, you know? So so it's it's quite exciting um to do stuff like that. So I would say it's an accumulation of uh, of all the senses, really. Yeah. So it's it's quite good, it's quite interesting.
0: Wow, that is so amazing. And do you feel like people are just born with this gift, or is it something that you can you can build and tap into more? Like, do you feel like your your ability to do this has strengthened over the years, or has it always been the same?
1: No, it's strengthened massively. Strengthened now. In in the book, um, I write. I think it's chapter thirteen. Um, it's all about an intuitives guide um to the grateful three approach. And what that is, I talk a lot in there about we're born with a heightened intuition and we're born with um, um it's like, you know, when we we are we navigate ourselves into the world. So what's the other word that I'm thinking of? It's we're born with intuition and we are also born with instinct. Yeah. So they're the two things that we're born with. Now, if you think about um a mum and she's really, really stressed out, and she's got this baby, and this baby just cries and cries and cries, even though she feeds him and she wins them and she does everything with him, but he still cries. Now, and then you've got a mum who's really chilled out, you know, like nothing faces her. And she seems to have this child that sleeps all the time and You know, that doesn't get stressed out. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but that's the usual case. If you look at a baby who's crying for nothing at all, you've only got to look at his surroundings and it sometimes can be the mum can be highly anxious about this new baby. Yeah. Now, when we're born, I believe we're born with instinct and intuition. There are massive senses yeah and that's what guides us into this world that's what makes us want to cry when we take our first breath when we get down that birth canal or whatever way we're getting into this world and and when when we're born with this heightened sense we can sense when people around us are anxious or the stressed or the happy or the sad or the chilled out and that doesn't leave us however When we have our other senses join the party, like our eyesight and our speech and our hearing um, and and our touch, we know what we're touching. We know then what we're seeing is our mum. We know that what we're hearing might be our dad, yeah? So we start to rely on these other senses because they're they're, um, tangible. You can feel them and you can see them. But what we do then is we leave our intuition behind, You know, we sort of leave it and go, well, you know, the rest of the things, uh, our other senses can get us through life. So we leave the intuition. And I always say, it's like having full-blown eyesight, but living your life with your eyes closed. So can you imagine if you tapped in, which everyone has got, to tap into the intuition that you were born with, it then would open up another sense that could massively enhance your life. You know, and can you imagine how different, like, if you think about it, if you, if you walked around with full sight and your eyes closed, would your relationships be different? Would your jobs be different? Would your career, your business, your opportunities, your dress, your hair, would it all be different? Yeah. And that's what we do when we don't tap into our intuition. We, we walk around life with a massively amazing sense that we don't tap into. So that's why I teach people very gently in the new book how to tap into that.
0: (laughs) Wow, that was so mind-blowing. And I can't wait to start talking about this book because that's just it. You know, I told the girls inside my membership that I was interviewing you. And, and one of the things that popped up is that, you know, well, it, it's quite often that comes to me is like, how do I trust my intuition more? How do my intuition has led me astray? And I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that your intuition leads you astray. I think it's something else It's the ego. It's anxiety. It's not your intuition. It's not trusting your intuition. So um let's get into the grateful three approach, how you came up with that and just how I'm going to leave the floor to you, how you want to guide us through that.
1: Okay. So firstly, before I go into the book, I will just say to you about your intuition. You said about how do we, we, we know and trust our intuition. And, and there's something really, really simple that, um, that I teach some, some people and I wrote this in the, in the book was the, the conscious mind of your life has always been there to keep us safe. Yeah. So because it, your, your intuition is intangible, the conscious mind is massive and it says, no, 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 you can't do that. So imagine if you wanted to change your career or change your job and you thought to yourself, OK, so you ask yourself there and you say to yourself, OK, I'm, I'm going to go and get this new job. Yeah and then straight away before you've even asked that sentence in your head straight away your conscious mind will come in and say well you know the old job's not that bad and what if you don't like the new job and you know what if you meet horrible people and what if you can't do the shifts and what if this and what if that and straight away you've let go of the intuitions very subtle and gentle way of communicating with you to this powerful Structure that has served us well in all our lives because it keeps us safe, but sometimes it doesn't have to keep us safe. Yeah. So if we listen to the conscious babble of the mind, then we let that intuition go. Now, people get a bit scared and they say, But what if I trust it? What if you trust it? Your life will change if you trust your intuition. You know, you might be put in the next job where you think, okay, I trusted my intuition and I really don't like this job, but you know what? It got you out the other one and it just might get you and it will do out of this next one into the job you're supposed to be at, but it just wasn't available at that time. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes we, we we trust it and we think, oh shit, you know, that was that was not where I wanted to be hello it's exactly where you're supposed to be because now you're free and now you can go to
0: where you're supposed to go to yes yeah, that makes yeah. sense yes so yeah. much sense i absolutely love that and i i find that when people are afraid to to trust their intuition like they're stuck in this place not leaving that job that they um that they really don't find fulfilling and they're waiting for like that big sign that's going to be this is the for sure next thing but as you were saying it's like when you take when you follow that intuition it's like following that next and you're picking up it's almost like a that pebble or that lesson along the way that hey you actually wouldn't have got to that ideal job had you not taken these other steps along the way where you were building either the skill set or the character or whatever you needed to get to that ultimate job and I think sometimes we think it's supposed to be this very clear yes one two and that's just not the way that that works I love that explanation that was great thank you
1: and it's true so so always listen to your intuition it got us safely into the world yeah always remember that it got you down that birth canal or however you got into the world it got you here it made you take your first breath and it made you you know be the person that you are today and that's why I love that 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 line you know and that's why it's one of my favorite quotes out my book the emotion gave you motion and the learnings will give you life you oh,
0: know it's just I beautiful. love that it's love beautiful. it <laughs> so <laughs> the book yeah let's get into it I would love to learn more about the um grateful three approach okay
1: so the grateful three approach to life that's it. there we go Grateful Three Approach Life, an intuitive guide to master in your mind. Now, you hit on something um, you said before, which which made me heart sink. You know, when you were talking about your story and you said, um, marie you not only told me what was going to happen, but you, you sort of guided me or it was like, it's like a coach. And that's what I do. I work as an intuitive coach and it's all the tools and all the, the, the learnings I've gathered on, on my life's journey. Um, I bring to the book if you like to, to help people because I was only getting to see people maybe in, in the small seminar or a workshop and or on one-to-one in my office. And I, I knew that the learnings throughout this book, which I'll explain in a sec, um, even if it helped one person, it could it could be mind changing. You know, it it's it was such a, a a special thing for me to keep to myself, and I wanted it to reach so many people. And I know that when people through the feedback, when people are picking up the book and they're reading it and it's so easy to read. It's so quick to to pick up the tools that are in it um, and to implement them into your life because we've all got busy lives. So every time I picked up a book or picked up a new venture, it was like, okay, I need to do this, this and this strategy to sort my mind out. And the one thing we won't do is if things become hard or if we've got too many um, um, strategies to do we, we just get lost you know so I was like I'm a simple person really simple quick and you know a little bit scientific as well so I wanted to know how the mind worked and how it could work in my language so I discovered something called um, the RAS system now this is all in chapter one and this can change your life totally. So the RAS system is a group of neurons in the brain and they act as the gatekeepers, if you like. You know, we have like 60,000 thoughts come into our brain every day. So how do we know which ones to keep and store as data which make us who we are? So this group of neurons called the RAS system, these gatekeepers, they pick the things that we, we the thoughts that um, are, are attached to an emotion and they store it as data. So I, I studied all this, and I thought to myself, "Okay, that sounds really interesting." And then one thing that all, that stuck in my head was you knowing you're going to buy a new car, and you think, "Oh God, I want a red Range Rover, yeah." And then you go out into the street, and the next one there's red Range Rovers everywhere, and you're like, "Were they there yesterday? Of course they were there yesterday." But what you've done is your little RAS system has been activated. And thought, oh my God, that's a great thought. Red Range Rover. And it comes with an excited emotion. So we're going to keep hold of that. And then your senses, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your eyes, will see what your RAS determines as important. Okay? Now, the beauty of this, if you do the grateful three steps of a morning life, open your eyes and just put your hands on your chest and say, I am grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my breath. Whatever it is, just three things, the RAS system kicks in and goes, oh, we need to find things to be grateful for. So you go out into the world that day and you will see so much more to be grateful for. Now, here comes the bad news, because the RAS system doesn't have a right or a wrong. So if you walk through life going, oh, I hate this and oh, I hate that and this is shite and that's no good. You're going to see so much more of all that horrible stuff throughout your life. So the first chapter teaches you how to flip the RAS system on for success. And then the book follows. Yeah. And it's so simple and so easy.
0: I love that. Yes. it's So true. And I think we all know someone who, you know, starts their day off looking at all the negatives and they just even when something really great is in their face, they, they can still always find the negative. So it's really telling your brain what to focus on. Love that.
1: That's right. And the book, uh, I, as I go through the book, I do it in a story teach tool method. So I take you through my life's journey and it, it hasn't always been easy. You know, like I was in school and I was dyslexic um and it wasn't really recognized in my day so we actually got put in a class to make baskets we used to weave these baskets and uh, my son thinks this is hysterical he says to me mum you're one of the cleverest people I know I can't believe they stuck you in a class to make baskets you know (laughs) and I say but somebody didn't know what to do with us yeah so I, I take it on a journey of how through the mind alone um, uh, on my journey and some of my clients journey through the mind alone, um, how you can flip that script using all the strategies and tools that I put in the book. Like there's another chapter called, um, I don't want to swear on your podcast, but it's called. No, the go for it. I always
0: do all the time. <laughs>
1: okay. This is called the fuck it buckets. And, um, <laughs> and it's about how to, um, to stop exterior judgment, stopping you from living your life. So as I take you on these journeys, I give you all the tools and the strategies to, to, to change your mindset and not have no barriers, you know, within, within your life. No, don't ever worry about what other people will say or will think, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter and, and it should never affect you.
0: Wow, that, and that's bringing another um, memory back to my mind. So that was one of the things you told me in our session as well as you said you know you have so much potential and your grandma or whoever was next to you saying you know i'm telling her she's not listening you know i'm telling her <laughs> she's not listening to me and you said there's you know you you want to do more but you're scared of what people will think and it's actually so funny because in the last couple of years and i would say probably in the last year especially like i am a big advocate of the Bucket, bucket, because I really don't care anymore, and it, and it is so freeing to not care and to live your life for you, because people are going to judge you regardless. Yeah,
1: and this is what I talk about in the book. It's because. I say to people, you know, you think about you wanna you want to get out there on social media or you've got something to share, or you, you know, you want to make a difference in someone's life. And then all of a sudden, this thought pops into your head. Well, what if someone judges me on Facebook? So this is where the buckets come in. Cause I said, Imagine you've got a bucket to the to the left of you with people who don't know you and you don't know them. And then you've got a bucket to the right of you with people who don't like you and you don't like them because there is going to be people who just don't like you because you. I don't know, maybe you got a Scouse accent or something, they'll just won't, you know what I mean they just won't like you for whatever reason and then you've got a small bucket in the front with all the people who love you and very quickly because I know we're conscious of, of, of your time I'll very quickly tell you this so that your listeners can can pick this up straight away and this is what changed my life because I was always worried about what other people would say or would think or would do, coming out the closet t- saying you can see dead people, you know, you're, you put yourself up for for a lot of bullets there you know and and i was a a clinical nurse specialist and had a great job so i could have stayed in that in that zone you know anyway so imagine you're going to put something out there and it's going to change your life it's going to change your family's life it's going to give you the opportunity to grow your business or to to go into a career that you've always wanted to go into but you're terrified what someone might say so let's look at it if you decide to step up and show up as you and honestly feel the way, way we do now, then then um, that is liberating and you will deliver your best, always your best, yeah? But say you let someone step inside here, either the person who doesn't know you, person who doesn't like you, or even someone that loves you, okay? So let's, let's work this out. So the person who doesn't know you, could actually stop you from living your full potential. You don't know this person and they don't know you. Yeah. So put them in that bucket. Okay. Doesn't matter what they say, you're going to actually give them the power to overrule your life and you don't know them. Ah, oh, you know, it's mind blowing, isn't it? But that's what we do. And think of the people who don't like you and you're not that keen on them because we all, there's people that we don't like. Yeah. So, think of that booker you're gonna actually let them stop you from achieving your dreams really you know my, my my son wants to go to university and you know maybe one day I'll be able to pay for him to go to university no you're not because you're gonna let someone who you don't know or someone who you don't like or they don't like you stop you wow yeah but then we get to the front bucket, and the front bucket is full of the people who love us and care about us, whose advice we would take. However, I believe the only person's advice we should take is our own. Okay. Because in this front bucket, you will get people who turn around and go, Oh, I don't think you should do that. Because of their love for you, they think you might fail, and they're so protective of you, they don't want you to fail. Or they might say to you, Oh, no, I don't think that's a good idea because of their limiting beliefs, because they wouldn't have ever been able to be successful at that. Do you get what I mean? So when you get to, I think it's chapter seven, I'm not sure, the chapters are all over the place in my head. (laughs) But when you see the fucker buckets, you will realize that you shouldn't let anyone stop you. Yeah? And you go forward because the only person you should listen to is you. And just before I finish on that chapter, the most successful people in this world fail many times, and the most unsuccessful people fail once or never.
0: Oh, yeah, I love that. There's a, there's a couple of things I wanted to pick up on on that. Just the activity of the like creating buckets, and it's like it sounds like simple, but what what I love about it is that when you envision these buckets and you're like, okay, these people don't know me, why am I giving them power over me? These people, I don't even like them. Why am I? Give-? When you create these buckets and you can visualize it, um, whatever your learning style is, or you can sense it or whatever, you're creating psychological space between you and that person's opinion. And it allows you to, for a 2nd not be swallowed up by it because sometimes when we're in our thoughts and we're like, what's my Uncle Frank gonna think like would that it be it gets so big, whereas it we can be like, but he's in his bucket over here. And then you can see how silly, how yes. truly silly it is yes. that we would give our power away to anyone, including as you mentioned, people that love us.
1: That, that's it. That's it. And that, that's the thing that people say, well, shouldn't I listen to the front bucket? And I say no, because that can actually stop you as well. The Mm -hmm. only person you should listen to is you, you know, and if you honestly come back in your your zone of like having your buckets and and giving the power back to these people, you know, give your own power. I don't want none of this. Then it changes because you think, okay, I can do this. You know, I'm going to step up. Mm-hmm. And if, and you'll find the funny thing that I found was I was waiting for um, <laughs> waiting for all this explosion to go off, you know, and, and, and the one thing that made me laugh is actually no one gives a shit. They're all too busy and surrounded with their own stuff, you know, <laughs> so I was like, Oh, oh, actually, I
0: wasn't that important after all, you know. <laughs> I think that's the craziest thing is that we think people are judging us or people we think people are thinking about us so much more than they actually are oh yeah (laughs) no like people have their own problems (laughs) they're not thinking about us as much as we like to think that they are (laughs) that's
1: right that's right and it's quite liberating when you discover that it's it's amazing it's absolutely amazing so I decided to put it all together in a story teach tool to to help people pick up even if you if you went through one chapter in the book because there's loads of stuff in there there's like how to get rid of anxiety how to change the words that you say every day there's something in there called stop twerking tequila um which is quite funny so if you if you want to learn about how tequila is quite good (laughs) read the book (laughs) (laughs) but but that that stops the pattern you know you talked about you go on one in your head about how uncle frank's gonna you know and he's gonna be all judgmental and he's gonna do this and he's do that the stop working tequila teaches you how to break the pattern
0: in the mind so so that's a really good tool as well it's got a funny story I, I love that so I'm super excited about the book and what what I'm really loving about what you're sharing is that they seem to be things that are really going to be easy to implement and things that will do like pattern interrupts and really just get us to take a step back and create psychological distance between ourselves and our problems or perceived problems. And I think that's sometimes that's all we need is to create a little bit of space and you get clarity because it's so easy to, um, you know, get caught up and and follow this momentum as you were talking about like in the morning starting with things that you're grateful for i mean there's a reason that high performers and people that are really successful say that they do gratitudes first thing in the morning because they understand that just that creates momentum in your day
1: um so i absolutely love that yeah does it changes your life it's honestly it's a game changer you don't realize that by doing that one simple strategy can can change everything, you know, and, and the science behind it was 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 like, cause I, I knew how it changed my life. But then finding out the science behind it was like, wow, this is this is great. And it's quick and it's simple. You know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, just for your um listeners as well, there's an there's just one little simple thing that I would say um as well. You know, when people say, oh, I have anxiety. Well, I used to walk around saying, oh, I have a phobia or I have anxiety. And I used to say it all the time. And as soon as I said the word anxiety, I would behold myself to this. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, OK. Right. I so fitted into my zone. Yeah. My ang- anxiety zone. Yeah. And we actually at that time don't have anxiety. We're in a space of, of, of calmness. But when you're talking to someone, you say, oh, yeah, I have anxiety. And it straight away puts you back into that, that headspace. So I decided with my clients, my coaching clients um, um, that I see, um, I decided to say, OK, this is the twilight zone. When you're in my room or when you go outside this room, you never use the word anxiety. You say, I have thoughts. So when, when people um, talk about I have anxiety, I have um, anxiety about getting in a car, My clients will say to you, I have thoughts about getting in the car. So it breaks that pattern straight away. And then you start saying, okay, so what thoughts do you have? Well, I don't really like it. Okay, now we're getting choice. You don't really like it. So there's a way that we can try and fix this. Do you get what I mean? So straight away by just changing that one word from anxiety to thoughts, changes the pattern, starts to loosen the grip we have.
0: Yeah. And then we work on that.
1: That's huge.
0: I'm going to use that. That's going to be my takeaway from today, because um, like I often talk about the power of language and how every word has like an energetic weight to it. And it's like, what frequency do you want to, you know, be coming out of your mouth? And I love that because anxiety is just thoughts, often exaggerated thoughts about a situation. And that was amazing.
1: You know, the feeling in your tummy. The feeling that we have in the tummy of excitement and the feeling that we have in our tummy as nervousness are both chemically the same. It just depends what thought the RAS system, what thought we've grabbed and we've put and stored as data. Yeah. And that becomes your anxiety around cars. That becomes my phobia as it was around flying, you know. And when I learned that this this was the same, um, then I could change it. I just, I used to go, it's so funny, I used to go around, I go, I'm so excited about getting on a plane, I'm so excited, and and my conscious mind would be going, no you're not, you're absolutely terrified, and I was going, I'm not, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, until I got absolutely so excited about getting on a plane, I sat for three and a half hours on a flight to Bali going, I'm so excited about being here, I'm so excited about being here.
0: Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That that's honestly life changing. I don't think I like what well, maybe I, I don't want to assume, but for anyone listening, please don't let that just like you know fly over your mind right now. Like really take that in and, and and think about like what words are you using that that stimulate that, you know, whatever type of energy, anxious feeling energy or whatever, and see if you can trade it for something else and maybe just saying, I have. Thoughts around. It. I think that's really going to be transformational. Something yes, so Absolutely. simple that we can do um, can be so transformational. Like I know for me, that's going to be something that I'm going to be taking starting today. Is Good. replacing words that are very disempowering and yes. feel heavy. yeah that's right. Nice. Nice. Using words that I have thoughts around this, and then you get to be curious about it because what are those thoughts?
1: yeah that's right it's funny isn't it because you loosen your grip and that's what I, I was saying my like I studied I, I studied all this stuff I've read so many books and stuff like that over the years to to put this book together because I wanted something quick simple and easy because life is getting so busy for all of us and I wanted something that we can bring in oh my god that's so easy I just won't say that word anymore you know, and it can be just life-changing by just letting go of that. You know, my husband, he's quite funny. Like he he um he was um doing a shift in in work and he was in charge this night, and he's not always in charge because he's like a deputy. And um I sent him a message saying, Hi babe, how's your shift going? And he said, I'm just having some thoughts. <laughs>
0: We've <laughs> trained him well. That yeah. is amazing. I love that. i and the two
1: of us started laughing, so it breaks that pattern, you know?
0: Amazing. So really, really funny. Oh my gosh, Emery, you are amazing. I'm so grateful that you came on the show and I'm so grateful that we got to reconnect and I got to share that story because <gasps> if it was someone telling me that story, that impact I had on their life, like that would just be so amazing. Yeah. And you have, you, you have a beautiful gift and you made such an impact on my life, not only that night, but in the months to follow. And I remember sharing that with so many people. Um, and I walked away, not only feeling comforted that like my grandma, um, or someone in my mother's side was guiding me, but I also, um, you also spoke life into me about believing in myself more and really going for it. And and you saw goals in my future that I was going to be achieving. And, um, you know, I'm working towards those exact things. And so thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Um, where can everybody get the book and learn more about working with you?
1: Okay. So if you can, you can jump on my website, it's amarylaw.com and, um, send me a little message or you know you can email me but to get the book the book is on all the major platforms so it's on Amazon it's on Amazon UK, US, Australia, uh, Canada, Europe it's everywhere and also it's on all the major sites like your Booktopia your all of all the book sites that you can go on it's on there and I'm so excited because in the next two weeks i've just finished yesterday recording the audibles for the book so i'm so excited about that so we're just doing some editing at the moment and um, my friends in the studio is doing that so i'm really excited about that and that should be up and running within the next two weeks
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.